and then just see if it comes up on here. And of course it has not. All right, well, we'll send it out later. <laughs> All right, well, uh, this is uh, Kofo Live and Undead. Uh, I'm your host, Dan Crozier. I'm so sorry. Uh, and uh, with us tonight is Hex Publishers, uh, writer uh, Warren Hammond, uh, Josh Viola, or Viola? Viola, okay. I'll take all right, you'll take whatever I throw at you. Yeah. I'm so sorry. That's really it's that's okay. that's a pretty open-ended, uh, you know, invitation. There. I'll see you later. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, Dean White. Yeah. How are you guys doing? Wonderful. Very good. Great. Thanks good. for having us. Yeah. So, um, Hex Publishers. Uh, for those of you that uh, don't know, uh, it's a Denver uh, Denver-based. Um, you know, publishing house uh, focuses on uh, genre you know, content, uh, books, comics. Even have uh, like children's books too that you do yep. with a different label, right? Yeah. Yep. And then, um, yeah, uh, you know, if you don't mind, uh, you know, we'll go down the line. Kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and, and you know, your, your where you came from, your upbringing, and why you know why you're uh, you know writing and and uh, creating all these fantastic works. Yeah, well, um, I'm from New York originally, but I've been in Colorado since 1990. So, uh, almost a native Colorado now, I think so anyway. Um, and I started writing in 2001, seriously. Um, managed to sell a book in 2003, which was called Cop KOP. Uh, didn't come out until a few years after that, but um, that was a trilogy. Then I wrote another uh, science fiction novel, kind of a science fiction spy novel, uh, called Tides of Maritania. And then Josh came to me with this idea for Denver Moon, which uh, I assume we'll talk a little bit more about later. Um, but Josh uh, you know, has his own publishing house, and uh, we had met because, uh, well, we're both part of the same community. Uh, but uh, I submitted a few short stories to some of the anthologies that they were doing. And so Josh uh, decided, you know, had this idea for Denver Moon, kind of came to me and said, let's do this thing. Yeah. And uh, that's why I'm here. Nice. Excellent. Uh, so I'm Josh. Um, Viola. Viola. Thanks a lot. Yeah, so uh, uh, I don't know. I'm not hearing my voice. So I'm hearing you pretty well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm not a native. I'm close to a native, like like Warren. I'm, I'm from Nebraska. I moved here when I was nine. I was ten. Okay. Um, Thirty-six Tuesday. So I've oh, been here. Happy birthday! Uh, thank you, youngin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I've been here most of my life. Um, this is the young guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but I, I I've been here. Um, I love I love up in Westminster. And uh, I, my background in writing, um, I actually work in the video game industry. Oh, okay. Um, so I was an art director for a few uh, licensed uh, uh, games. One of them was Pirates of the Caribbean, and I got to play a little bit in the writing uh, nice. in the video game industry, and, and I wanted to kind of broaden that. And um, so, yeah, my first book came out. It's actually published by a music label. It's called The Bane of Yodo. And uh, kind of after that process, um, I thought that I would give publishing a shot. Um, 
and then that's I met Dean actually a bookstore not far from here Broadway Book Mall, mm -hmm. and I was trying to convince him to buy my first book, and then we kind of hit up uh, establish a good relationship, and through that process um, I got to know a lot of local writers through Dean and Hex Publishers was born, nice. and so uh, we yeah we, Hex primarily specializes in genre fiction so. Um, science fiction and horror mostly, mm -hmm. but we we do have an imprint that does kids books. Uh, I wish they were like, horrific. I want to do that actually. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but we do have some kids books and some soundtracks. My relationship with the, the music label, you know, kind of, uh, came back uh, full circle. So we've had soundtracks for some books. And um, yeah, Warren contributed some stories to Nightmares Unhinged and Cyberworld, two of our anthologies. I was really impressed with his, his prose, his writing style, and asked if he wanted to work on our latest book, which is a sequel to our first book, Together, uh, Denver Moon. Nice. You know where here is glamorous. Um, <laughs> I'm a New Yorker, too. Not far from where. Yeah. But I've lived in Colorado for 44 years, so I'm almost in there. I was 44 when I moved here. <laughs> um, and I've been a book person my whole life, ever since I was a kid, um, collector, reader, chasing writers around like long autographs and stuff. The bookselling thing, I sell books down at the book mall. That's all I manage. It's all worked out. And then I started writing, you know, not long ago. So, working on it. And my question for you is, are you a native? Uh, I actually am. Apparently, I'm the only one at this yeah, table. So, yeah. Uh, born and raised uh, around uh, Greeley, Colorado area, a little town called Kersey. So I grew up milking cows. I never got the opportunity to tip them. Because chances are I would be the one to have to lift them back up. So, uh, yeah, shoveling manure. Yeah, it was tons of fun. So, uh, yeah, that's a little bit about me. <laughs> um, so, you know, with uh, with Denver Moon, you know, it's essentially you know, sci-fi, you know, collect, uh, collective. Yeah, it's an anthology, right? No, no. Okay. It is. So Denver Moon is a standalone series, actually. Okay. Um, so in a cyberpunk. I, I would oh, say. nice. I'll let Warren. He's better at describing. <laughs> what Denver Moon is. Yeah, Denver Moon is—it's a, a science fiction series at this point. So there's two books so far. The second one uh, is coming out imminently. Um, we'll have a signing this weekend. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, let's see—there's uh, there's also a comic book series that's been um, compiled into a graphic novel, and it's based on the story of a detective on Mars. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of the somewhat distant future um and the basic premise is that you know earth is falling apart and these people are on mars and she's a detective and investigates a murder or two um but life on mars isn't quite what so she's trying to figure out um i guess i guess i could mention red fever right yeah so oh, yeah. so yeah yeah so the first yeah, yeah, and then at the end. Uh, no, so um, so anyway, she, she she's on Mars, and one of the one of the challenges they have there is there's this mysterious disease called red fever um, that causes people to go wildly 
violently insane. And so uh, that's kind of her first big case, um, is working on that um, and learns a lot about her family, learns a lot about um, the society there and learns a lot about history there uh, and tries to tries to find, I think, um, in the second book, she's trying to find a better future um, and maybe starts landing on it towards the end. But um, I guess that's probably what I should say. One. Yeah, just some fun stuff. Uh, her sidekick is her, her uh, uh, Smith & Wesson revolver, so it's actually so it's an old family heirloom from Earth that she uh, tricked out and installed mm -hmm. with artificial intelligence, oh, which nice. actually carries the memories of her grandfather. It's kind of weird. So that's that's kind of yeah. Yes. Nice. And that's those are the two main characters. Denver, that is the protagonist's name, Denver, and her uh, her sidekick Smith, short for the Smith and Wesson. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's some cool gimmicks. She's she's a uh, red fever. They call it red fever uh, on Mars. Everything's red. They kind of have this. There's like this belief that not many people believe, but that those who are infected by it are kind of, it's like a cabin fever to some extent. They're stuck in this little terraforming small city surrounded by red everywhere, yeah. and it makes them snap. At least that's what some people believe, but Denver's immune to it to some extent because she's uh, colorblind, and that is a fun little little thing that we play with that I think uh, drove Warren insane when it came to the writing process. <laughs> it's, it's hard to write, hard to write a book without Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's written in first person, so she can never, she can never describe anything in color. Yes, it's written in first person. She's colorblind, and um, and unfortunately, we keep putting color in it anyway, and, and then have to edit it back out. Yeah, it's really easy to forget that that's one of the rules we have to. Yeah. Well, at least you're, to. you're able to, to catch yourself, right? When you're, you know, well, between the two of us, okay. between the two yeah. of us, we capture ourselves. But um, but I've been to the state. I don't know how many times you've had that. It's pretty. It's it's, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, We actually found a fun way to do color, but I'm yeah. gonna read. It. So yeah. you just get swatches of gray tones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. 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 Oh, nice. Uh, so so going back to um, well, you, so you got this uh, actually. Uh, this Saturday, yeah, you mentioned uh, your signing. That's at uh, you know tattered cover, two p.m. Uh, that's at the Colfax location, right? Correct. Correct. So make sure everybody goes and checks that out. Get your copy of uh, you know Denver Moon too. Yep. Uh, yeah, you'll have other books there too on you. They'll, they'll have the first book, the graphic novel, Excellent. and uh, I'm bringing actually uh, CD soundtracks to give away to people who uh, purchase the books. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, oh, uh, you know, recently, uh, back before Dimmer Pop Culture Con, or however they rebranded, um, you know, you had that article in the, in the Denver Post. Uh, you said uh, you were going to start slowing down. Um, yeah, I wanted to see if uh, you go into that a little bit. Um, the uh, uh, Just slowing down just because, you know, running a publishing house, that's a, that's a big chore. That is a huge job. And you, yet you still get your day job too. Yeah, yeah. Um, which actually has to do with cows and greedy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, that makes sense. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So uh, the plan was, you know, Denver Moon uh, was sort of the last, not the last, but one of the last big projects I had planned to push out through hex. Yeah. Uh, I really just wanted to take a break. Last year, I think 
you know, as a, as a small press where, you know, um, I'm involved in every aspect of all the books that I'm putting out. Last year, we put out nine. Yeah. And some of those were anthologies. Many of those were anthologies. And so you're dealing with multiple different writers per project. So it's pretty overwhelming. And then the, you know, the, the, the backside behind the scenes. So I was feeling pretty overwhelmed. Um, uh, so yeah, the, the plan was to slow down and then we're going to post interviews. And since then, I've committed to, I think, four, four projects. <laughs> uh, so, That's usually how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> so certainly, but I won't ever put out nine books in a year again. Okay. No doubt. Um, but, oh. uh, you know, this year, obviously, Denver Moon 2. Uh, we're trying to uh, uh, push out Gene Stein's 10th um, book in her series, The Anna Strong okay. Empire Chronicles, this nice. year. And then uh, we have some anthologies coming out. Um, uh, two of which I don't know if I should mention, so I'm gonna okay. keep those in the back burner. But one of them is uh, some something that Dean uh, uh, is the uh, he pitched, and he's kind of the mastermind behind it. I'll be editing the project, Sweet. and that is called um, uh, Cy Wars. Don't ask. Cy Wars. Sorry, it's a long title. Uh -huh. Yeah, Cy <laughs> Wars classified cases of psychic combat. Psy Wars classified cases of military, psychic military combat court. Yes. It only takes like three or four tries. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and weird. actually, Warren will be contributing uh, to that book as well as a true story. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah. How do you go about uh, pitching to your partner, uh, Josh? Well, he pays me. <laughs> he pays you? Oh, okay. That's, that's yeah. good. Money under the table. That, yeah. yeah. Okay. That greases the wheel. <laughs> I, I, I thought he would say no. Actually, I said, okay, I think we're in the car. Well, I had this idea. <laughs> what do you think? What you kind of thought about it for me? I thought for sure it'd say no, but surprisingly, I said, that's pretty cool. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. So, I mean, psychic psychic military combat yes. mm -hmm. and horror? Yeah. Kind of yeah. Around there. Yeah. Sounds fun. So, yeah. That's cool. It sounds like uh, you're dealing with the, you know, you know, kind of that cross genre of, um, you know, horror sci-fi, um, which is really prevalent in, in uh, you know, popular culture. Uh, you look at like something like Predator and Alien, you know, lots of suspense, lots of horror aspects to it. You know, obviously the sci-fi aspect. Um, you know, what are uh, do you try to include, you know, a, a number of those elements, uh, you know, when you're writing or you know, how do you approach, uh, you know, genre? Oh, it, oh you can go ahead. You go. Um, while uh, Warren's taking that for me, I'll just, for okay. the anthologies, the, you know, when you're putting one together, you kind of come up with a theme. Mm -hmm. and you give some pretty, pretty specific, but also, you know, ideas that you have as, you know, the person who's putting the book together, like an invitation letter. And then you, I send them out to writers that I want to contribute. So yeah. it's like a paragraph long that says, these are my ideas, what I'd like to see in your story, but I keep it open enough to throw it at the writers so that everything I get back is a little different. Mm -hmm. Or I can talk about his process. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much what Josh just described. You know, um, you know, when I write my own novels, I just write what I want to write. Um, I can have that freedom to choose. Um, but for the anthology projects, yeah, they, they um, at least the ones I've done with Josh, uh, you know, he announces a theme, usually has the title of, of the book already nailed. 
Um, so that gives you kind of a target to aim for. Um, and it'll set out a nice little description of, um, you know, so for Cywars, you know, I don't know, it's probably a paragraph or something. You know, we're looking for all different time periods, past, future, present. Um, but the elements that have to be there are some kind of psychic element and military. And, you know, um, so then it's just a matter of kind of riffing off that. So um, at least for the short story I did there, um, I had a weird idea, and I just kind of went with it. Um, so, so, yeah, mine's, more <laughs> the, mine's definitely on the horror side of it. Um, and um, so, yeah, it's interesting. As a writer, you know, you come up with these weird ideas sometimes. And, and this is one of those ideas that I've had for probably about two years, just a, just a little germ. Mm -hmm. uh, it wasn't a story. It was just an idea, just this weird idea. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, and then this anthology is coming out. And I'm like, you know, I think I can take that idea and I can take this theme and I can, you know, I can put it together. Um, and it actually helps because sometimes getting the theme gives you a little bit more of a story structure, mm -hmm. you know, to hang on yeah. the idea. Um, you know, but, but every time I do a short story, it's a little different. The process isn't always the same. I've, I've read a lot of Lauren's short stories. I've, pu I've published now three, three or four of them outside of this one. Yeah, uh, definitely, this is my favorite. So it's so That's twisted. So <laughs> it's really good. It's so unique. It's, it's so, Cy Wars. I have just to read Lauren's story. It's the only one got so far. What are you talking? 2020 for that one? Yeah. yeah. Summer, summer of 2020. Not bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Put it out in 2020. Start a whole new decade and everything. Yeah. Make yeah. it more feel yeah. more futuristic. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It okay. takes a lot of. Yeah. So the writers have given till mid October. Okay. To deliver their stories, and then it's a quite a long process from there because you go with the editing, you know, a little bit of back and forth. Most of the writers have invited are pretty established, so that's fairly easy. Mm -hmm. um, I was actually like, like <laughs> browsing years and like I have to. Really kind of makes me up. I don't know what to complain about. Uh, <laughs> more suggestions to make. It's pretty, it's pretty clean. It's pretty epic. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, so it's a process. You get the stories, um, and then there's the editing process, the formatting process, the uh, getting the cover art ready. And, you know, it's, it's quite a few months, many months of work. Yeah. So summer is a healthy, uh, a healthy deadline. All right, we got some dancers in the audience. Yeah, you got a lap dance. Man. Yeah, well, well, all right. Well, old man he, lap dance. He's Ben. <laughs> he knows it too. For anyone, but it's Mario Acevedo. He has a reputation for, uh, for this sort of stuff. Oh, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> Underpaid. Uh, underpaid lap dancer. <laughs> um, so uh, during the, the credit process, is there any uh, any step that you feel that's uh, more fulfilling that you look, always look forward to, or is it usually just like getting to the finish line? For, for me, it's the final product. You know? Okay. I mean, I love the themes and the concepts that we're playing with on these anthologies, so that's fun. I, I, I guess the, the, the second best is the final product. What's mm -hmm. really cool when you have a theme and then you get these stories and it's neat to yeah. see what somebody's taken you know from a very basic idea and how it's evolved into I mean, something that's unique as form this book so that's what's most important and then of course you know 
cashing in the the, the paychecks. Yeah. And then I've got to pay people. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of chips chips away at that. Yeah. So I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> better make this guy happy. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, with uh, with Kofo, you know, the Colorado Festival of Horror, uh, a couple months back, we, we put together uh, a coloring, um, and you know, the process of you know, like like with you and and uh, submissions for anthologies, um, you know, we were getting submissions, uh, you know, from artwork for artwork. Uh, pretty much all around the world. Uh, I, I would have to agree that you know, aside from getting the submissions, uh, you know, the finished book is is you know just you know exemplary. Um, it's you know such a you know rewarding uh, feeling. But uh, yeah, seeing those submissions come in, no matter for me, no matter the degree of quality, just the fact that you know they're coming in, you know, was absolutely fantastic. And, and seeing you know all these. You know, different uh, individuals, you know, creating content, you know, for themselves, for for our project, whatever. Uh, sometimes it was just stuff that was lying around, um, which was absolutely fantastic. So yeah, made me feel like I'm more engaged with the community because really, except for this, I'm more of an introvert. You know, I, I'd much rather just lock myself away drink and just coffee. Yeah, yeah, drink a lot of coffee, uh, listen to uh, a lot of Rollins band, and then just chip away <laughs> at whatever I'm working on, you know, usually with a chisel. Yeah. <laughs> that was cool. I saw that. Yeah. Zach Howard was in there, too. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, Zach was uh, pretty, uh, pretty nice about uh, lending some of his artwork from uh, one of his books that he's done. And he's, uh, you know, right now he's, well, he just uh, wrapped up um, the, the second uh uh, installation of the Cape with, uh, with Joe Hill, uh, Stephen King's son, and um, um, who else do we have? Oh, uh, Andy Kuhn uh, had a, like a Frankenstein from Mars, you know, piece that he, that he put in. Yeah, he's currently illustrating like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and then uh, had a couple uh, of our other local favorites like uh, Cache uh, Whitman. She's now illustrating like Transformers uh, with uh, IDW. Um, so yeah, it's just an amazing amount of talent, you know, out outside of Colorado and, and inside that you know we were inundated with. It was great. Um, do you find that you get a, a lot of local writers when uh, when you put out the, an announcement? Um, well, for me, I'm they're invite only, oh, okay. so I know who I'm going to reach out to. Which I mean, a large chunk of it they are local. Right, we have Mario sitting back there. Hey, Josh. <laughs> Uh, Mario has contributed to most of them, obviously, uh, uh, Warren and Angie, Angie sitting back there. Uh, we have a huge, massive crowd, by the way, of about 150 people. Can you hear? Yeah. yeah. Can't you hear? Oh! Yeah. Lap dances. Stephen Graham Jones. I mean, Colorado's yeah. got some phenomenal local talent, actually, in the uh, uh, writing world, which, when I started this, I, I was truly shocked by that. Honestly, mm -hmm. I, I didn't expect to discover some solid and and fairly established writers but but then we have some contributors from other parts of the world you know uh, uh, from the UK Canada Australia nice. um, but but I know for me I I, I want to make the process easier on me so yeah. I don't want to I want to work with somebody who knows the trade mm -hmm. and is good at what they do so I'm reaching out to them in hopes that they really participate. So far, 
pretty lucky with that. That's good. That's cool. I just have to not tell them, you know, who's that I'm involved. Oh, okay. it's always a facade. Oh, okay. <laughs> or Mario. As soon as yeah. you mention Mario, <laughs> you're the man behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah. I love you, Wizard of Oz. <laughs> I try. Yeah. Uh, you know, going back to you know, like your your upbringing and getting started, you know, in in um, in your your craft and in your art. Um, you know, what what are your uh, biggest influences individually? Um, yeah, for me, I, when I started writing, so I mentioned earlier that I started writing seriously in 2001, and I read a lot of different genres over my life, but at the time, I was, when I started writing, I was really, 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 really into reading old classic noir, hmm. um, and so I think that probably had the biggest influence on me, because it was, um, you know, those stories, uh, they're very tight. They're not real wordy. They're very lean, um, and I kind of tried to mimic that when I started writing. And that, and now I can't like do it any other way. You know, it's kind of just yeah. the, the way I write now, the way I think, the way I organize my thoughts. Um, so you know, writers like James M. Cain, um, uh, Dashiell Hammett, Raymond Chandler. Um, for more recent writers, at the time I was reading a lot of Elmore Leonard, James Elroy. Um, Jason Starr, um, so I, I think I kind of cut my teeth, even though I was writing science fiction books, mm -hmm. I kind of cut my teeth on mystery books, dark, gritty mysteries. Um, so I'd, I'd say that had the biggest influence on how I put a story together and how I write my prose. Um, I mean, I love this so much. You know, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a pop culture whore, so uh, <laughs> I like I mean, movies probably my biggest influence. You know, there's so much. Uh, you know, and I, and my my favorites are uh, James Cameron, old James Cameron. Um, uh, so in um, horror, and I have a lot of obscure indie stuff that, that I actually just picked up. The, you might have Centurion, you might be familiar with the Quay Brothers uh, yeah. and stuff. So I just got that collection. Nice. I'm stoked about that. Um, so like, uh, you know, film. A big one for me, video games, uh, comic books, and there's just so much to, to list. Novels, yeah. you know, books probably. Is, I mean, I, I, I used to read a lot more, um, but that's probably lowest on the total book for me. But, but you know, you got to read for the night job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and music, I mean, really, music yeah. plays a pretty huge role in everything. There's always a soundtrack going on, which is mm -hmm. why. Three of my books now have had soundtracks. Oh, nice. That's pretty good. I liked horror when I was a kid. Um, Stephen King, I read Carrie when it was brand new, his first book. And uh, Jaws by Peter Benchley, and, you know, that, I'm a 70s kid. So, mm -hmm. you know, all that stuff was the stuff that I liked. Uh, the Exorcist. And I was probably a little too young to be reading all that, but I did it anyway. And my parents were really cool. They were like, read whatever you want, if you can't handle it, put it down. So yeah. So it was it was kind of neat for them to do that too. But I always liked horror. And then the science fiction thing came later as I grew a little yeah. <laughs> matured a little. But yeah, but I like the blend for science fiction like Peter's. Well, Peter too. <laughs> what uh 
you know, about these uh, genres, about you know, sci-fi and horror, you know, do you necessarily differentiate, or you know, do you like you know, specific aspects of, of those genres? Is that something that you necessarily gravitate towards? I like violence. <laughs> violence. <laughs> you know, so I like the violence and the gore, you know, so, sure. so you know, and when you can put that, blend that with a combat or science fiction or whatever, yeah. with a little bit of a psychological twist, that's pretty cool. It's yeah. Yeah, something along the lines of like, like alien or starship yeah, exactly. troopers, mm -hmm. yeah, kind of more satirical. Yeah. Like it. For me, uh, genre wise, I mean, it's sci fi horror for sure. Yeah. I mean, I like I like pure horror and pure sci fi, but I, they're, you know, both of their best, in my opinion, it's a hybrid. Yeah. Uh, they lend themselves so well to each other. So, I mean, aliens and T2 hands down mm -hmm. are my, my two favorite flicks. And then, you know, I like cyberpunk, which it, cyberpunk's dark. Yeah. And there's a lot of horror themes that I think that are, and obviously that's, that is sci-fi. Yeah. There are a lot of horror themes that are uh, appealing to me if they make you so. Like, like Upgrade, that, that movie I've been trying to get born, and everybody that I know to watch for the last like, two years, which is like the best film uh, that I've seen in a while. That came out last year, right? Yeah. Okay, I think I saw that. It's with uh, oh, you, the, the actor. If you saw you, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's well, a good movie. It, he looks like Tom Hardy. I don't yeah, know yeah, I, yeah. I, uh, he was in Prometheus. Yes, yes. Uh, and uh, I think he had a bit part in like that last, the previous Spider-Man movie. He got blown up or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, but yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I did see that. That that was and, that was wonderful. And that's a, yeah. it. Was and that's but that's a great example. That's cyberpunk sci-fi. Mm -hmm. The director, which I'm Tara, I don't remember his name, but he's the creator of Saw. Yeah, Jim Swan. Jim not no 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 no. Uh, 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 he's the he's the actual creator. It's, it's a oh okay that's right. James was the director. Yeah yeah. yeah. Um, and he also had a role in other other films that are, that are similar to that, which I wasn't a big fan of Saw personally. Maybe um, not. So it was more. But this was different. You know? Yeah. But it, but he's a horror guy mm -hmm. who, who put together a sci-fi film that has this dark kind of horror elements. Yeah, yeah. Uh, upgrade was definitely pretty gritty. Yeah, kind of grisly at some points. It's still it's still cyberpunk too. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like it all too. Um, you know, when it comes to horror, I really like horror. I like dark. I like macabre. Mm -hmm. um, I tend to shy away from gore. You know, I, that's yeah. I don't know. I, I don't dig that as much. Uh, but but I like um, yeah. <laughs> I like stories that are just dark, um, yeah. uh, very atmospheric, dark, gritty, um, crime-ridden. You know, mm -hmm. uh, those kind of worlds are the, are the ones I, I most like to write in. Uh, yeah, um, and I enjoy it too as, as a reader. You should give a running theme in your a dark running theme in your stories. Not in the last one. Yeah, yeah, kind of. <laughs> no, that's right. Like, <laughs> we, 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 we don't have to share. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, and, and that's another thing too. Is like you know, you're you're uh, you know, with your written work, um, you know, you're you're creating stuff from from your own point of view, and then people are reading it and coming away with maybe a different point of view. So, um, yeah. Do you ever have uh, interactions or conversations with uh, with your fan base, with your readers? You know, uh, like uh, comparing perspectives. And, those conversations 
I guess, you know, to some extent uh, on social media, you know, comment sections, yeah, that exists, but you should just delete yeah. most of those. Um, but, uh, but like at signings, do you ever have those, those type of, uh, you know, interactions? Yeah, I mean, definitely in person, you know, you try to avoid, you know, cook reads and Amazon for the negative stuff because people yeah. love to troll. To troll. But uh, uh, I guess it's I guess it's not really sharing perspective so much as just hearing what uh, intrigues them about it. You know, mm -hmm. we, I think we've had quite a few experiences with that at some local cons in particular. So that's neat. Um, they're usually asking us, us questions. Okay. So, so they, I think they want to get more of uh, the behind-the-scenes sort of stuff. So, so that's interesting to just hear what, what kind of interests them. Yeah. I think. And, and you know, I think we've uh, to some extent, whether we're realizing it or not, you kind of put that in your pocket and think about it for, you know, oh, this people seem to respond well to this, so maybe that's something to play with more later or you know. So, so but but it's neat. I mean, I think we all. Not to speak for everybody, but we're all doing this because we hope somebody else likes it. You know? Yeah, that's, that's the whole point. That's what any artist is doing. You know? So that and to exercise demons. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing some different stuff. Uh, like I said, you know, if I'm not doing this, I'm introverted someplace else. Dean <laughs> probably is. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in cyberpunk, yeah, that. That tends to be a, an area that I'm not as familiar with. But uh, uh, when I first, you know, was hearing the term, I think it was, you know, back when I was in art school, like ages ago, probably the seventies. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I remember uh, friends were introducing me to like, to Japanese films like uh, Tetsuo the Iron Man. Uh, I think there's a movie called uh, Nokia Four Nine One. That was absolutely bizarre. Lots of throw up in that one. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, um, a lot of people were considering that very much uh, cyberpunk. Uh, Dead Zero, the Iron Man. I thought that was a, a fantastic live stop motion film. Um, you know, you know, very uh, innovative and, uh, and that sort of thing. Um, especially when, when it comes to film, it seems like uh, you know, in the Japanese style, it's, it's like you know, if you got limited resources, they can, you know, innovation really uh, breathes pretty well into it. So, so those visualizations of uh, like smoke was actually cotton, you know, and you know, with live actors, you know, doing stop motion and everything. Um, so that, you know, that's my my takeaway uh, on that is uh, not so much uh, like uh, you know, set in the future. It's like what, you know, like the found objects stuff that uh, you know really lends itself to like, some of the psychological warfare that's going on in somebody's head. Um, do you do you end up uh, playing with a lot of you know those more cerebral things in some of your books, or is it is it more of like you know I know we talked about the violence and the action. Is it, um, you know, do you ever get to play around with the, with those kind of landscapes? Sorry, that's a broad question. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for for me with with cyberpunk, and I'll keep this short so one can. I'm a fan of cyberpunk, so mm -hmm. I'm talking about the genre specifically. I would mm -hmm. very much classify the first two Terminator films, Terminator in general, mm, cyberpunk. Sure. I mean, the first one is really more of a slasher look. But, yeah. uh, uh, Matrix, obviously. But, but speaking of Japanese, I mean, anime 
that, yeah. that's a big big thing in their culture that seems to have latched on a lot stronger over there than it has here, at least mm -hmm. currently. But um, but I would consider, I mean, definitely Denver Moon has hints of cyberpunk, but I would think that you would you classify pop as a... Uh, yeah, you can. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, you know, for me, I think, um, like when I think cyberpunk in written form, I think William Gibson who kind of coined the term mm -hmm. cyberspace, right? He was the first one to use the term cyberspace. And so, um, so that definitely had the strong cyber element of computers, you know, computers and you could jack in and, you know, and travel through these computer systems and have all these experiences and stuff. So I think that's like the most literal version of cyberpunk, but I think um, there's such an aesthetic around it. Um, yeah. That era, because it was written at a time, um, and like the seminal movie of the time would be, you know, Blade Runner. So it's just that that kind of dark, gritty aesthetic that the future is going to be ugly and not pretty, yeah. um, and all the neon and the trench coats, you know, and the, the Harrison Ford, and so uh, uh, you know, a big part of cyberpunk, I think, became that that aesthetic. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people just kind of play with that in their work, uh, whether it involves anything cyber, literally cyber, uh, is kind of inconsequential sometimes. Um, I thought, I mean, Matrix obviously is a good, you know, that's yeah. like the, yeah, literally like, cyberpunk. Yeah. 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 And, and it's interesting that when I think of cyberpunk, it's, you know, it's the aftermath of what, you know, the hopes and dreams of what tech can bring us and it didn't work. It's all oh, terrible yeah. and it's dark and yeah, horrendous and how they've been taken, you know, after that collapse, they've tweaked it and how, yeah. you know, they're just kind of scraping by using this in a different form. But uh, Tetsuo uh, Iron Man, I have both on VHS actually. Yeah. This, that's a, yeah, totally. Um, not many people know what that is, so I'm glad. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it's been a long time since I've seen part two, but, but part one has always stayed with me. It's, it's just visceral. It gives me nightmares. I love it. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, yeah. So, uh, in, you know, with, with, like something like Blade Runner too. Yeah. And yeah, Warren, you mentioned this with some of your work. You know, you you're really influenced by noir, and and to me, that's a very noir film too. Yeah. yeah it, it happens in, in a nice microcosm. And then, you know, recently they put out the like the new Blade Runner. And to me, that's more of a macrocosm. So being an expansive. You know, with its landscapes and its you know, kind of traversing you know, different territories, but it's still, you know, in that world had that dystopian feel. Uh, like some some you know, some scenes, I was thinking it's like, well, you know, same world on the opposite end in Australia, and you had Mad Max going on. Um, what would that be? Diesel? Oh, oh, that's I mean, that's really, a good really, I think yeah. was, no, I think that's a that, on this. Yeah, because uh, I know there's uh, communities, you know, uh, called Wastelanders uh, that really participate and actually have organized events. Um, not unlike uh, uh, like the Burning Man, you know. Um, I've got a lot of friends that have uh, built death machines that have gone out to Burning Man and destroyed each other and stuff, <laughs> and then come back with abuses. You know, nice. uh, yeah. Uh, I think they have kids now, so hopefully they're not doing too much more of that. <laughs> Bring them up right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
You gotta wear the skins of your enemies. Okay? It's like, really, Dad? McDonald's is just over here. We don't have to do this. Come on. So, um, so yeah, it sounds like uh, you guys are, you know, constantly doing stuff. You know, moving forward. Um, I know you. We we talked a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, a bit of a slowdown, but you mentioned committed uh, to you know, other projects in the future. Um, you know, in five years, where do you see like hex publishers you know, go? Bullet, Warren, because because Warren's working on other things outside of hex. So okay. Also, uh, he's just been kind enough to yeah uh, go, <laughs> go along with some of the yeah. stuff that I'm asking him to help me with. But she's already what is it? When, when, Denver Moon Three is next year, right? Oh wow! <laughs> um, Fantastic. Like, you, you can't see it, but he's got a he's showing me that. Yeah, I'm kicking them under the. I mean, in the next five years, Hex will always exist. They've got a lot of content out there that I don't mm -hmm. ever take away or, or pull down. Um, but for sure, you know, I've got I've got enough projects coming out to keep me busy through 2021, and we'll, you know, just kind of see where where things are. You know, I I want to also focus more on just my my. Right, what you know, my personal um, projects, and, and I don't know if that's necessarily going to affect you. So, okay. you know, we'll, always, for me, I always find a way to be creative and have a creative outlet. Uh, I don't know it's going to be, but it's necessarily yeah. what the focus would be. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, in, and earlier we, we mentioned that, that you have a, a, an all ages children imprint. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? That truthfully is not going. Anywhere. Uh, oh, okay. So my uh, my brother, um, my niece was born, and everything yeah. I do is pretty dark and yeah. twisted. And and to be honest, it's like I want to I want to be able to share what I do with her. Yeah. You know, I don't want it to, you know Uncle Josh's stuff to always be off limits. So that was a big inspiration. I wanted to do something cute and, and fun, and I I uh, uh, so I put out a children's book which I dedicated to her. And she was kind of the uh, the motivating factor there. And then I also, one of the artists that contributed to that book, Lindsay Bell, Aaron Lovett also contributed to that one. But Lindsay, she's a phenomenal children's book artist, and she had this idea uh, uh, for a book called The Zoo's Secret, which, right. which Angie edited. Um, it was really cute and beautifully illustrated, so I thought, you know, we're working together on Boomer and Friends, which is the one I did for my niece. Published that. Cool. But uh, I, don't, I don't plan to expand on that. I will say there are two mediums of Hex in the darker realm of things I am currently looking very heavily into and one that I would my playing with. Um, you mentioned one already you guys did it but a coloring book. Mm -hmm. Like a horror yeah. coloring book but I also want to do a pop-up book. Very, oh very yes. So um, it would be neat to find some some projects for that with Hex. I have an, I, what I'd like to do with a pop-up book is an anthology with different writers, mm -hmm. limited because they're you know, uh, and I found I found yeah. some potential people to work with me in the construction of the books, but it would be like flash fiction from different writers under a theme. So each page pops up, and one writer wrote this paragraph that kind of details the illustration that's that's there to book. So that sounds fa uh, absolutely fantastic. Um, I know there's a, a local, uh, you know, small press uh, publisher that, that does you know, their own pop-up books. Yeah, you might be talking about this. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, that'd be a you know, great way to, to collaborate. Yeah. 
Um, if it works out. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. If not, eh, you know, it's all right. Work from scratch, figure yeah. it out, you yeah. know. Um, nothing like trial and error, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, that, that sounds uh, fantastic. Yeah. Dean, are you, you know, what are you going to be doing in uh, oh, yeah. five years? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No idea. Tag along with him, still problems. <laughs> Tag along with him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll be visiting him. The, the, the double folks one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Geez. <laughs> I'm a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that, Josh. He's in my age group. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, you know, I like to write, but you know, learning from these guys more than really helping uh, the story I just did. So, um, I enjoy writing. I enjoy books. I enjoy authors and. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to continue to do all that. And retirement's probably not too far around the corner, so it'll give me some more time. Yeah. Oh, cool. I didn't, you know, I didn't think that there were such a thing as like literature movies, but I think Dean is like he's he's really supportive. He goes to every everybody's events, and whether local or, or larger. <laughs> and, and, so, yeah. That's that's really the, uh, how. I think we all got so connected. He means like that. Uh, nice. Larger, so you end up being the glue. Well, maybe. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's fantastic. Um, so yeah, as we start winding down, uh, where's uh, a good place to go find your uh, your uh, your works, uh, Warren? Um, all my books are available via Amazon. Um, they're also available through Ingram still? No, just through Amazon. Okay, just Amazon. <laughs> Amazon.com. I don't know if you've heard of it. But it's, it's, it's a big website. Yeah, some and you can buy anybody books there. So. Um, just like Warren. Well, Denver Moon's available through Ingram. So, yes. Uh, but yeah, Amazon um, and hexpublishers.com. So all of the hex books are available there. Uh, with kind of like some snazzy extras you can't get through Amazon, including the soundtrack. And we we give uh, I usually give a, uh, the ebook along with the purchase of the physical book and oh, cool. merchandise like t-shirts and stuff like that. So xpublishers.com. Nice. So you're able to uh, read it on all platforms. That I didn't know. Mm -hmm. nice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm a big fan of the physical. Mm -hmm. uh, I like having the book in hand and try to do fun stuff with that. But yeah, uh, ebooks are. Obviously available as well. So when you purchase a paperback copy through Hex, you get that. Nice. Yeah, I, I noticed um, in the in the comic book world, there's a number of uh, you know startup companies that when they uh, you know, they actually their model is more of like Netflix, where their whole limited series is available in right. the floppies, mm -hmm. also in the uh, in the graphic novel condensed form, and then you know digital. However, you know the, Whatever way you want to, uh, you know, receive it and participate with it, um, you know, it's in that format. Right. So, so that's that's great to know because I, I think uh, um, a lot of, well, especially on my end, I usually just present the floppies and then I'm done. <laughs> you know, whenever I, I publish something, but uh, yeah, I don't, you know, realize or take the you know, the time to really lay everything out in all these different formats that, that people. Prefer. Yeah. 
Then speaking of that, I didn't mention it, but Denver Moon, the comics, and Tooth and Claw, our other Texas other comic, uh, obviously are available in print mm -hmm. and, and digital but through uh, Comicsology as well. Nice. So, cool. That guided process was, was pretty neat. So. Comicsology, another Amazon company. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> Disney and Amazon. That's what the world's yeah. going to be. Yeah. What are you doing in five years? Well, we're working for one of those. Yeah, we're working for one of those. Either way, it's a warehouse someplace. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, it, um, and then you have, uh, just to, to remind everybody out there, you have uh, the signing uh, this Saturday at uh, 2 p.m. at Tattered Cover uh, on Colfax, uh, right next to the C-Center. So make sure you come out to that. We have uh, Denver Moon 2. Uh, available, uh, and then uh, Denver Moon, and then some of the comic books, right? Yeah. And, and then and Saturday, after this Saturday, we'll be at uh, Second and Charles in Middleton from 1 to 3 for Denver Moon signing as well. Nice. So make sure uh, yeah, to come out for that. We'll, uh, we'll repost uh, you know, this Saturday's uh, events uh, on, uh, on our Facebook page, and uh, you know, uh, put up uh, links to, to the website. Um, you know, Warren, you want to you know send us any links we're happy to post them as well awesome yeah thank you well uh, uh, I'm Dan Crozier uh, you know, here with uh, these fine gentlemen from Max Publishers uh, you know thanks for for watching and paying attention and listening to all my gibberish uh, these guys are actually the well-spoken bunch uh, yeah have a good night thank you thanks thanks tonight Make sure to check out our Facebook and website for the updates on Colorado Festival of Horror, September 15th through the 17th.